From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I am Kyle, and we are excited to have you back with us. We have a great topic that we're going to discuss today, just with the response of the election, what's going on with the election, just the truth that's surrounding all of it, really. But before we get into that, Kevin and I were talking before the show, and I feel like we found out he was doing and going through some things that maybe a lot of us are going through in the workplace. And let me set it up a little bit. We know a lot of terminology. We have a lot of terminology when it comes to the English language. But do we really know the terminology that we think we know and how we're using it? And for example, I was having a conversation with Kevin about a topic and he looks at me and literally says, I cannot wait until we talk about that topic. I'm going to go ham on that topic. And I looked at him, you know, because we're, we're both men of faith and we've uh, in ministry, been in ministry. And I'm like, do you, you use that phrase often? Or is that that, and he looked at me, he's like, what do you mean? I said, do you, do you know what ham means? And you know, obviously we all understand that going ham means I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to go hard. But I, I let him know it really means, after the abbreviation, hard as a mother. And so <laughs> he was mortified. He was absolutely mortified after he heard that. And so then we got into a conversation about how when he was on staff at a church, <laughs> talking in the, in the <laughs> church office, when people are looking for people, you know, where's so-and-so? And you're like, I don't know, there's somewhere. And, and uh, he had used the phrase BFE. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so if, if you don't know what that phrase is, the B stands for butt, the E stands for Egypt, and you can go ahead and guess what the F stands for. It's four-letter word. <laughs> and so, so we thought it was funny. And if you're in the car, if you're at home, if you're, if you're listening to this at work, I'm sure that you've experienced coworkers that <laughs> have said things, or maybe you have said things that you used it in the right way. But after you yeah. found out the real meaning of the terminology, I'm sure you were mortified. And so we thought we would share just a little bit of our excitement with you. <laughs> yeah, show. man. So, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. And uh, here's what I guess confuses me is that I hear people say this all the time, just normally during the day in a professional setting. Yep. So for me, I'm not thinking that's what some of this stuff stands for. And yeah, we were talking about uh, getting guests on the show and I was like, man, I'm going to go. I was like, I'm just going to go ham on getting on booking guests. (laughs) He just looked at me. I was like, why is he looking at me like that? And uh, and so, you know, um, but yeah, I just I and I will tell you, man, I was mortified. I was senior pastor 
of the church at the time. And we were, you know, standing back in kind of the lobby area. And I was trying to explain where something was. And I was just like, yeah, it's way out in BFE. <laughs> and like the youth were like, there was some youth back there. And they just kind of looked at me like, do you not know what that means? And, no, you know, no, no, he doesn't know what that means. We need no. to tell him. <laughs> So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a little crazy, but, um, and for some of you guys out there listening, it may not seem that more, you know, why are you mortified? Well, we don't cuss. We're, we're not people that have curse words in our vocabulary. I don't, I don't have curse words in my home. I try to shelter my kids from it, even on, you know, movies can't shelter it all the time, but sure. you just try to make sure that that's a, a, we do in our homes, a precedent. We're just not gonna, we're not gonna cuss. And so when we're using abbreviations, the cuss words, it's funny. It's funny because you know, we don't know what that means. And so we thought that that was, that was hilarious. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so Kev, you want to open up the, introduce the topic today as far as what's going on with the election and just, you know, how we can kind of call, <laughs> call some of the, this has been probably, and you might agree with me, one of the most emotional elections that maybe we've faced in our lifetimes. And just kind of calling back, you know, when we move through emotion, we move out of the realm of logic. You guys have heard us say that before on our show. Emotions are great companions, but they create horrible leaders. And emotions can make us feel validated at times in the way that we feel. But one of the things that we want to do on this show is we want to make sure that we are always bringing truth. We're bringing facts. And hey, when we don't know something about the topic, we're going to say we just don't know. And yeah. I think uh, on this episode today, you're going to hear us say that. You're going to say, here's what we do know about the election. But truth be told, here's what we don't know about the election. And so I think it's going to be a good discussion. I think we're going to allow our emotions to come back in line with logic and just get a real feel of how we should navigate really this election in the next two months, because that seems where this election is going. Yeah. So before we do before we do that, I cannot move past my un not understanding uh, some of these phrases. So listen, listen. So here's what I want. Here's what I want our listeners to do, because right now I feel alone and I feel like a fool. So if you guys can do this for me. So um, thinking out loud podcast 20 at gmail.com. So it's thinking out loud podcast 20 at gmail.com. If you've had an embarrassing moment like that, where you said something that you had no idea what it meant and you thought you were totally innocent, could you email us? I would love to read some of those on the show, on a future show. So just send it. It's thinking out loud podcast 20 at gmail.com. Yeah, we need to, we need to hear some of your stories and, and read them on the air because it, it, you know, and we don't have to say your name or anything uh -huh. like that. Or we'll just say your first name or whatever, whatever you want. Just put that in the email. But I would love to hear your stories as well. And I, we may do a little video or, or a social media post about this as well and just talk about, hey, we recorded today. We had a discussion. Do us a yeah. favor. Either message us on our social media page or if you don't mind people knowing, give us your embarrassing moment. <laughs> we would love to share that moment with you guys. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. But yeah, I agree, uh, Kyle. It's been this 2020 election has been no different than the rest of 2020. Um, <laughs> just messy and unpredictable. Mm. Just never know what's coming next. And uh, 
Yeah, I just, you know, it's crazy because I remember that night because I'm I'm a big political head. I like to lie, you know, I like to watch stuff and all that. I watched all the debates and so I'm sitting there that night and I knew they said that we weren't going to have all the results. I mean, there's just no way really we we're going to have all the results in. But I still stayed up until, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, just watching the news. Part of me didn't believe that we weren't going to know. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. in the office, I had heard, you know, even my boss be like, you know, we're not going to know for weeks. And I'm like, no, this is too important. Like we are a instant gratification type of people. So we have to know. So I'm thinking yeah. like there's, it's either going to be a landslide or there's going to be some, 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 and then as like 11 o'clock rolled around, I looked at my wife and I was like, we're really not going to know tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, so for me, I really did think it was going to either be a landslide on one way or uh, mm-hmm. one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And the reason is we have two polar opposite people. Right. And so I just felt like that people who really, really love Biden, you know, um, and, and as we see, I mean, people came out in droves yeah. uh, yep. to to vote for these presidential hopefuls. So, you know, I mean, I think, you know, for Trump, I think it was they said that he was the most voted for president in history or something like that. Um, just crazy. Just, you know, mm-hmm. the numbers. But that's the thing. You, you know, you 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 look at that and you say, wow, 2020, unpredictable, messy, you know, and so I, I was looking a little bit at the numbers. I wanted to go back and kind of look at because a lot of stuff surrounds the absentee ballots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a ton of people voted that have never voted before because they, you know, essentially they didn't have to get up off their couch and they could just vote and then, you know, send it back through the mail. So it made it super easy for people to right. uh, to vote. And right. so if you if you look at the numbers, so nearly half of voters 46%, this is nuts, yeah. said that they voted by absentee or by the mail, okay? And now 18% of those people, of those ballots that were cast, were people who voted for the first time or voted by the mail for the first time. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. So now, so look at this. In 2008, only 5% of the American people voted absentee. Mm-hmm. In a 2012 election, another only 5%. In the 2016 general election, it was only 4%. We jumped from 4% in 2016 to 46% in 2020. Now, obviously, we realize that a lot of this is because of the pandemic. You know, a lot of people didn't want to go out, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and and I know. I mean, there was a big push, you know, for that. Which you know, and I feel like whatever you did is fine. If you if you want to do it on the mail, you want to you know go stand in line. You know, and my my house was split. My wife stood in line. I did. I you know I did mine. I just took my ballot to the city clerk's office, um, and 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 voted that way. And that was on election night. I actually did that. Um, so, but it's been messy. Like that, just to say the least, we don't, we have, we still today, everything is in the courts. You know, if, if you, you know, if, and, and if you've been in a bunker for the last 
three weeks and you don't know what's going on. Um, you know, it's everything's up in the air and we have zero idea. You know, I know that they're projecting that Biden has won, but there is a lot of controversy surrounding voter fraud. Mm -hmm. And we kind of knew that this would come up because this is what they've said in the past is, you know, when you have a lot of people voting by mail, there's so much that can happen. Right. So if you got a couple of parents that have passed away, you know, or, you know, people voting for their their spouses or voting for, you know, whatever, you know, there's a lot of fraud can happen. And so what we do know is so Dominion Dominion is a, a system that uh, has a lot of their machines in a lot of states in the United States. So. Dominion Voting Systems is one of the largest voting technology companies in the U.S. It provides uh, voting machines and tabulators to many local governments. So, like, more than 30 states use voting machines from Dominion. And so, that, I mean, if you, that alone, if you look at that, more than 30 states have these machines. They're, the controversy around this is that Dominion did something to their machines to make Biden have more than Trump and Trump have more than Biden, like all just kind of mixed up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of things surrounding that right now. And so here's what we know. This, we know that these machines have been used in some, some States with some razor thin margins. So you're talking about Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and it's it people are just kind of up in the air because they have no idea. Um, and, here's what we and, go ahead. and and it's it's not speculation. There has been specific glitches in states. Yes. And so it's again on our show. We're not just gonna, well, here's what we're hearing. No, here's here's the truth about it. And so it's it's serious when you hear you hear that this system has been in 30 different states, some swing states, you know have had it and so that's why this process has been so confusing because following the media we don't know okay even though there are glitches in the system are the margins small enough for supreme courts and and judges to say okay we're going to investigate this mm -hmm. and there's there's so many loops that that have to be jumped through in even just our system to approve you know the recounts and things like that and so um, we're just we're in a time right now where <laughs> Dominion certainly didn't help the process when we talk about just the number of glitches that did happen with the system. Yeah, hundred percent. And what makes it worse is the vice president of U.S. Engineering for uh, Dominion. He said uh, allegedly to an Antifa and to Antifa that quote Don't worry about the election. Trump will not win. I made effing sure of that. Kevin, you know, you know what effing means, right? Just, <laughs> just making sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do know what that means. Um, I promise I won't say that in your, in your church. Um, but, oh, man. <laughs> but, but yes, I mean, that, 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 so when you, when you hear things like that, of course, people are in an uproar because, you know, our elections are supposed to be fair. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what side you're on. Right. This is this is a democracy. We go to the polls. We vote. This is not a third world country. This is not Iraq and Iran and places where you just know there's a lot of fraud and there's dictatorships and all of that. Our country is based on democracy and allowing the people to use their voice. And if the people's voice is not being heard or the people's voice is being squashed by a machine that, you know, is is tabulating wrong intentionally because somebody has rigged it to do so. That's that's crazy. And we can't obviously allow that. No. And and that's why, you know, again, we can get all emotional with this election. But regardless of who you voted for, regardless of how I feel who you voted for, if you voted. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for taking part in one of the rights we have in this nation, regardless of how I feel about your vote or Kevin feels about your vote, regardless of how you feel about my vote. Thank you for doing that. And on the flip side, when I place my vote vote in, I'm entrusting the fact that my government is going to do everything in their power to make sure that vote stays legitimate. And in the same token, even if you voted for the candidate, I didn't want to make office. I hope that your vote stayed a legitimate you know what i'm saying yes, and yes. and i don't at, at that point me and you regardless of how we differ we did our part and regardless of 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 how we differ i hope our parts stayed legitimate and hearing a quote like that from the software engineer think about this we are super emotional because there there's a lot of moral debate in this election uh, a lot of moral debate. And so when you, when you talk about values of life as it pertains to different individuals, of course, we're going to be emotional. Neither, neither side may like the candidate as a character. Let's just be mm-hmm. honest. But both sides have very differing views when it comes to morals and values of, of life. Okay. And so mm-hmm. when we talk about that, think about how, how emotional you're going to get just in that. And then on the flip side, think about this. I'm a sports fan. I am yeah. like I I me and my brothers fight argue over sports <laughs> mm-hmm. teams because we're just emotional about it and I can only imagine if you were born in the Jordan era think about this with Jordan you're born yeah. in the Le- LeBron era think about this with LeBron they're going into a finals series and it's just like super tight in the teams they're they're very closely matched and you want Jordan to win or you want LeBron to win but as we know Jordan and LeBron were very hated by the opponents, by by other teams, by by the league because they're so good, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. imagine the head officiating referee gets caught quoting to a media source, "Don't worry about Jordan, don't worry about LeBron. He's not going to win and I'll make sure of it." Mm-hmm, in that moment, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, "I want him off of the crew." You know what I'm saying? Like right, in right. that moment, you're not even speculating. You're like, he's not allowed to run. Think about how emotional we'd get about that, right? Mm-hmm. And then now, now translate that into this election. I mean, just hearing something like that, you're like, I, I, I don't know that I could trust how legitimate this is. Regardless, th- that quote should never even been there. Regardless right. of how accurate, it, it should never. There should never even be smoke around that. And so. Of course, now now you're like, okay, how do I bring my emotions back to logic after hearing something like that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And you know, here's here's what we don't know, right? And like we always say, 
you know, we're going to be fair. We're going to bring mm-hmm. truth. And I, I actually, before I say this, I want to go back to something that Kyle said is that if it doesn't matter whose vote it is. So if it was a vote for Biden or Trump, right? I, as a Christian, mm-hmm. I want truth to prevail. Exactly. I want justice to prevail. Yep. So I don't care whose vote it is. If Biden won fair and square, mm-hmm. dude, Biden should be president. Right. 100%. Right. Okay. If Trump won fair and square, then Trump needs to be president. Right. You know, we don't, as Christians, I think we have to be very careful that we don't move into this, you know, thing of, you know, squashing truth just because we want our way. Yeah. You know, we, I don't care how much we like Biden or Trump. What needs to happen is the president who actually got the most votes and, you know, needs to win. That's, yep. you know, and fair and square. So that's the system. But that's the system. Yep. And that's the beauty of democracy. Yep. We're not always going to get our way. I don't care what side we're on, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, you know, and to think that one side is always bad or or every single thing they do is bad or wrong is wrong because both sides do things yep. that are not the best but there are both there are things on both sides that I feel like that are done well so we have to be very careful I think as Christians you know when we just you know we get so fixed on I want my way that we don't allow democracy to reign and we can talk about that in in just a little bit But here's what we don't know. And we have to be intellectually honest, Mm -hmm. right? We don't know if there was fraud. It has not been proven 100% yet. There's allegations. There are attorneys looking into it. There are, you know, Rudy Giuliani has said a lot of things that just makes my eyebrows Mm -hmm. go up, um, Mm -hmm. you know. But by the same token, it has not been proven yet in court. So just like we love democracy, we need to allow the justice system to play this out, you know, um, and we can't get overwhelmed and, you know, start yelling at the other side, no matter what side you're on, saying, well, you know, I know it was and I there's no no matter what. I know this thing was rigged. We don't know until we have the facts. It smells bad Mm -hmm. there is smoke around the election and its results but we haven't seen fire yet and so before we shout fire we need to be intellectually honest and as christians i think we need to we need to pray this is our moment to show one that we have civility Mm -hmm. two that we are we want what's best for the country no matter you know what that looks like, I want the best for my fellow man. So if my fellow man voted for Trump, I want Trump to win and I want his vote to win. If, if enough of my fellow brothers and sisters said, hey, I am voting for Trump and that means that Trump wins, I want Trump to win. If enough of my fellow brothers and sisters said that they wanted Biden to win and they cast their vote, well, then that's what I want to happen. Because as a Christian, I am addicted to and I am bound by and I bow my knee to truth. Mm -hmm. That's what's important. Um, And I think that we can be comfortable in knowing like, yeah, it's it smells fishy. But if if you're on the side where you're like, I want there to be an investigation in this. 
understand there are systems in place for this. And yes. and what makes I guess what would make me feel comfortable is just researching it. Yeah. Knowing that listen, this is one this isn't going to happen overnight. Because it smells like fraud, there are things that are being done right now. Don't hang on every single statement the news says or the media says because guess what? They don't really know and they don't really have all the information because a lot of this stuff really hasn't been been taken hasn't taken off yet. Because right. honestly, until some point in December, there's really not going to be enough proof to move forward just yet. And that's yeah. why we can come on the show and say, what we don't know is there's fraud. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't. And the moment that we do know that, our government is set up to, one, announce it, but then investigate. And then there's like 20 steps just in that investigation to move forward. So, so guys, it's going to be a long process, regardless if there's fraud or not. Because it stinks like fraud, there's already a long process. And if they get to the point to where there is, it's going to be an even longer process. Processes that we just don't fully comprehend yet. But your commander-in-chief knows right now. Yep. yep. Their, their party knows. And the opposing party knows. And so there's enough, there's enough, I guess, bias for both sides that we can trust that one way or another, each party is going to make sure this is done legitimately. So we can have like hope in that, like knowing like like Biden's side doesn't want to lose because of fraud. Trump's side doesn't want to lose because of fraud. Knowing that, well, I think we can sit back and go, okay, they both want it enough to where they're going to make sure there's no fraud either way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And I know there's some angst with some people who are listening to us right now that say, you know, will we really ever know? Right. That, that's because we all like I, I feel like a lot of people have this like like in the back of your mind because the government is so kind of mysterious. There's so many things behind the scenes that we know as Amer like an average American. We don't know. FBI has a lot of secrets. The CIA, all of these, the national security teams, uh, the, mm -hmm. you know, the Pentagon, all of these people, they know things that we right. don't know. Right. right? And so I think what what some people, Kyle, what causes them heartburn um, is saying, OK, so say they do come out and the justice system says, OK, here's what we found. Right. What are the things that we don't know? Right. You know, right. you know, who's really involved is somebody on the Supreme Court, you know, involved in this is somebody in the FBI involved in it. Can we really trust? I mean, we go down this dark road of can we trust anybody but here's the, here's the issue with the and I, I way i look at this as a christian at the end of the day nothing is going to happen that god does not allow yeah so even if in the depths right all the way up the chain if there's fraud all the way to the supreme court okay god knows what's happening and as christians we have to understand that we're never without a leader we're never without a God who looks down and understands, you know, where injustices have been done. Mm -hmm. And so if the outcome comes out and it it's not in your favor and you still feel that like, man, I just I, I you know, I feel like something is just not right here. Understand that God knows God knows that and that you rest assured that God will vindicate that. In his timing. And you know what? It may not be something you see vindicated before your eyes. Right. But God, in his timing, God will do it.
And here, I, I like that you say that. And it's, I find that a lot of times it's easier for us to say things than actually feel it and believe it. I'm reading um, How's Your Soul from Judah Smith. We're walking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're walking our leadership team through that because. Great book. I just, I feel like mental health's a big deal. We already know that about me, but I feel like. Our souls can surprise us a lot of times, and yes. we don't. We don't like. Why did I respond this way? Why did I react this way? Am I an evil person for doing that? No, listen. Our souls are going to surprise us, and guess what? God knows that, and this is what He says in His book. He says your performance. He says God's care for you is not dictated by your performance. Right. And the reason I want to say that is because our performance, no matter how you voted, was was voting. Okay. Yep. Ultimately, God cares for his people. And one of the ways he cares for his people is putting leaders in place of his people. And yeah. so regardless of how you performed at the poll, God, God cares about you. God cares yeah. about his people. And, and the way we performed at the poll isn't going to dictate the way he cares for us. And, and so I think that God is obviously in the middle of chaos is still going to be in control. Right. Sure. And so, yep. yeah, there will be somebody voted in place. God ultimately still reigns and God's will is still going to happen regardless of, of us. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I find that that was a comforting statement. I was like, you know what? We're going to try our hardest to be better and do better and and not be hurt and not hurt others. But ultimately, we're chaotic people. We live in yes. a chaotic world and we are going to try to perform in the midst of chaos, but the truth is God loves in the midst of chaos. And that's, yes. I just feel like that was super powerful. Shared it with our team this last week. And, and I think maybe the nation needs to hear that too. Like whether you believe or not, there is a God that's in control regardless of that. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes one of the things we have to understand is free will. You know, people say, well, why doesn't God just come down and just change everything and make it the way he, you know, he wants it to be. But you have to understand God, he created this world in, in the sense that we all have free will. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is, you know, uh, crooked in the elections and they're rigging things or whatever, God has given people free will to either do the right thing or the wrong thing. Man chooses sometimes the wrong way. Yeah. God is not going to always stop that. Right. Because you know, that the, the reason why free will is a beautiful thing. The problem is it has a dark underbelly. You know, the, if we didn't have free will, you wouldn't understand what love is because love cannot be a f true love and pure love cannot be forced. Right. And so if, if we didn't have free will, you know, if, if, if Kyle was made and forced to love his wife, how is that real love? That that's, that's not real love. But the reason why his wife feels the love that she feels and, it, and it's beautiful to her and she, want, she wanted to marry him besides his amazing good looks is, is, um, I, I, is what? I, I have good looks, man. You <laughs> do have good looks. Um, so, so I'm not going to get my man card pulled again, by the way. I uh, oh, did that a boy. few episodes ago, <laughs> so we're not going there. Uh, but, but, but here's the thing. You know, it, that love that he has for her is beautiful because it's on his own free will. He chose to love her. No one's forcing him. He chose to. So we have to understand that free will sometimes God is just not going to, to stop. So it may not go our way or your way or who's, you know, whoever you voted for.
we have to trust the process and trust God. Mm. One thing that I think we have to, to, to stop doing as Christian is getting caught up in the hype. Mm. And we need to really champion hope, not hype, but hope. We can't as Christians, you know, if, if we're yelling at people saying, you know what, your guy, your guy sucks and, you know, we're going to win this no matter what. Your guy is the worst thing that's ever hit. Listen, we may feel that internally, and I'm not saying that we may not be right in some of the things that we're saying, but as a Christian, we have to show people that, you know what, my God's got this. I'm not in an uproar. I'm not losing my mind. I'm not, you know, whatever, because my God's got this. Whatever happens, God is the one that's the most important in this whole situation. And you know what? If my guy doesn't win, my world is not going to crumble because I have Christ. Mm -hmm. But when we put so much focus and attention on my guy better win and it was rigged and we're, you know, we're going to prove to you and all of that, it shows us or it shows the world that we don't have as much trust in God as we do our system. Right. And that's not what we want. And I know like some people might be listening to me, Kevin, that just seems like a like you're a softy and that, you know, you're just a rug and people can just walk over you. Anybody in my life knows that I'm not a soft guy and I'm very opinionated and I'm going to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. Um, That's just how I am. I can be very blunt. So in my flesh. Yes. Do I want to rant and rave and yell and scream and all kinds of things? Absolutely. But I realize in order for me to showcase Christ and to make him famous, I can't do that. And it's, you know, it's because it's not beneficial at all. So, but Kyle, tell us about this birthday party, man. Like what? This is the hype you were just talking about. (laughs) Yes. What? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know whether to laugh about it or to be frustrated about it. Maybe you can be both in one, but I, uh, Kanye West, obviously, we knew he was running for president. I seriously <laughs> thought it was a joke. Like, I literally, I did not know he was pursuing this. I heard that his wife didn't even vote for him. So, so oh my goodness. imagine eating Chinese election night, having, having a conversation about not voting for your husband. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, so, so Kanye apparently ran. He was uh, the leader of the birthday party. Again, I don't know if he was just trolling America and America didn't realize it. But 60,000 votes went towards Kanye West. Listen, we can laugh about, listen, yeah, we can laugh about that. But dude, there, this is a more, like, listen, I don't, run for something different. Do not tell me that 60,000 people voted for Kanye when we are voting big issues between two parties. And we essentially wasted 60,000 votes. On somebody that we just knew, let's be honest, he wasn't going to win, never had a chance to win. Some of us, like me, thought it was literally just a troll job Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, ends up being real. So part of me just was like, just pray, (laughs) pray for this nation because 60,000 people thought, yeah, I'm just going to go. I would much rather you tell me you're just not going to vote. I'm just going to be completely raw here. Just tell me I'd rather not vote. Tell me you didn't right. vote. Don't tell me you wasted your vote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. On, yeah. on, on something like that. But yeah, so Kanye ran. You got 60,000 votes. Kanye's k- kudos to you, man. Good for you. Right. America, not good for you. Not good right. for you. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but Kevin, you said something yeah. um, just in us talking that 
I thought it was just good leadership. I've, I've said the re- one of the reasons that I was excited, one of the reasons my wife was excited that we were doing this with you was because of the leadership. And every now and then you say things where I'm like, that is why we're doing this. That's why I'm excited we're doing this. I mean, we're talking about, you know, January 20th, somebody's going to win. Yeah. By January 20th, we're going to know who our president is, if not before then. And you followed up with saying, listen, whoever wins, whether it was our candidate, you know, that we voted for, we don't discuss who we, me and you haven't discussed who we voted for, but regardless, or if it was the, the candidate we didn't vote for, regardless of who wins, we have to hold them accountable. Yeah. And I just thought that was good because I think that should be our response. Our response shouldn't be riot. Um, yeah. Setting cities on fire, uh, throwing a fit, bashing each other on social media, bashing the candidate on social media. That, that should not, if that is your initial response, there's a heart issue there. But I think the initial response should be whoever wins, okay, it was just, it was fair. We have to support the fact that that person won. And we also have to hold them accountable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, and, and, and let's just take the two people who are vying, uh, one for reelection, the other for his first time being the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you voted for Biden and you're Christian, you need to hold Biden accountable for the things that are important to God. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people said, well, I voted for Biden because. You know, you know, you know, I understand that he's, you know, like for abortion and gay marriage and all of that. But I think he's going to do better in all these other areas. You know, so as a Christian, I feel like, you know, I should vote for Biden. Okay, fair enough. If you voted for Biden, hold him accountable as a Christian for his extreme views on abortion. Mm -hmm. Vice President Biden supports the right of unlimited abortion funded by you the taxpayer up until the moment of birth so all he supports abortion for all nine months of pregnancy and he's a practicing catholic so hold him accountable for going against i mean blatantly against the church that he claims that he goes to that he's a part of that he practice you know he's a practicing uh, a catholic hold him accountable for that because here's what here's what you have to understand god is going to hold him accountable for that mm-hmm. god's going to hold you mm-hmm. accountable for that and so hold him accountable if you want if you voted for him you voted for him but hold him accountable another thing that we need to hold biden accountable for if he becomes president is law and order yep God is not a God of chaos. He's not a God of confusion. He's not a God of, he doesn't promote, you know, chaos. You need to hold him accountable. If you voted for him, you need to hold him accountable for his non, you know, his non-action on all the looting and the burning down buildings and all of the things that have happened over this election, right? And so, and if he doesn't win, for some reason, if we find out there was fraud and he doesn't win, the first thing he should say, is you know what guys we didn't get it this time but one of the things that i want to help my uh, supporters to understand is that looting rioting setting things on fire is not something that we do as american citizens mm-hmm. this first thing that should come out of his mm-hmm. mouth 
So hold him accountable for keeping law and order in this land that we we call America. Right. Another area that if Biden wins that you need to hold him accountable as a Christian is his support of gay marriage. He supports all the radical ideology that's so prevalent in our society today. He supports the gender confusion of these children, um, you know, our, our babies. You know, so again, hold him accountable. If you voted for him, don't just don't just say, okay, well, I voted for this person and everything they do is right. I don't, you know, there is no candidate that you're going to vote for that everything they do is right. Mm -hmm. I promise you that. So the things that we know that are not right, hold them accountable for that. Right. Right. If you voted for Trump, you must hold Trump accountable for his pride, Mm -hmm. his arrogance, his bombastic way of talking to people, his mean-spiritedness that he has when he talks to people, and the way, and and don't get me wrong, on both sides, these guys are attacked, right, Mm -hmm. for what they believe and what they stand for and all that kind of stuff. And I understand that they're going to come back and they're going to say, you're wrong, or or that's not what I said, or sometimes they get a little angry, right? I totally get that. But there are times when we cross the line. There are times that we say derogatory things about people that really is not warranted. Right. And there have been many a times that Trump has done that. And so we, you know, if we have voted for him and as Christians, we need to hold him accountable because here's where the confusion comes in. We're Christian and a lot of people that are Christians voted for Trump. Well, when a non-Christian looks at Trump's character, not necessarily the platform and, and some of the other things that he, he stands for, but just his character alone, they go, how can you as a Christian vote for a man like that? And then a lot of Christians come back and they go, well, but I'm not voting for the person. I'm voting for the platform which I agree with on either side. Mm -hmm. You should vote for the platform, not necessarily the person. Mm -hmm. Only get that. Here's the problem. When your person is, their their character is bad, I understand that you're voting for the platform, but you still have to hold them accountable for their character. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you've got to, why don't we say it a lot? You got to pray for them. Yeah, I pray for him because character isn't something that's going to change overnight. That's right. It, it may not even change in office, but yep. there's a bigger picture to even being in office. And so regardless of who wins, I think that was just, it was big. I think, yeah, we have to hold them accountable because unfortunately, and we've joked about it, but unfortunately both sides have things that are just unlikable about each side. And so yeah. we're forced to find somebody to vote for. And you just mm-hmm. you you have to lean on the one that the big issues. I mean, that's typically what what tips the scale for something yeah. as close as this, where you go, I don't, you know, I don't like either character. I don't like things on both sides. But what are the big issues? What are the values that that I have as far as life goes? And then you go there. Well, then you're also stuck dealing with, yeah, I voted for this party. Here's what I also don't agree with in this party, and I need to hold that accountable. Something just some things just aren't going to happen outside of prayer. It just isn't going to happen. Right. So that's right. And prayer will temper your emotions, mm-hmm. and that's one of the only things that can. Because emotions are just natural to us, right? So mm-hmm. and, and and all emotions are not bad. 
it's just that we have to understand how to temper them. And when I look at all of this, Kyle, I look at this and say, a lot of what we're vying for and what we're asking the government to do is really the church's job. It really, truly is that this is where the church, you know, rises up. And so when we look at the church's responsibility, I mean, think about it. We're asking mostly unsaved and unregenerate people to follow or make policy that's biblical. That's really what we're doing. We're saying. And then we get frustrated that they don't. Right. 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 That that's like somebody coming to you as a Christian and asking you to make policies that's totally opposite of what you believe. Mm-hmm. You'd never do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You just you just wouldn't. Right. Right. But we continually ask our governors, our senators, our Congress, uh, you know, men and women, our presidents. Hey, here's what I want. Here's what I want you to enact. Here's what I want you to do by executive order and all of these type of things. Most people that are presidents are not, they may be, and we don't know a person's heart truly, Mm. but the Bible says by their fruits, you shall know them, right? And so, you know, if we look at all the presidents. I just read that. I literally just read it yesterday. All right, go ahead. Yeah, no, but that, you know, by the, by their fruit, you'll know them, right? So if, 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 if you go outside and you said you planted an apple tree and I see pears coming off that tree, I don't care what you tell me. You're a pear tree, uh, bro. You're, yeah, right? You're a pear tree, right? And if I look at the presidents down through the years, the a lot of them say of they're pears. Ap- no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go. A lot of them say they're apple trees, but when I look at the fruit, I see a bunch of pears. And so, you know, so we're asking all these unregenerate men to govern by the standards of God. So I'm sorry, but that's just not going to happen all the time. <laughs> like, you're just not going to get that. That's unrealistic to think. And because we're going to have leaders that aren't governing by the standards of God, church, we need to respond with the that's standards right. of God. I, I'm sorry, but... Going out and publicly making fun of the other candidate or making posts just to demoralize the party. Yeah. That's not that's not how we're called to respond. You can publicly disagree. There's nothing yes. wrong with public Jesus publicly disagreed and he let it be known. But in the same token, we can't sit there and degrade humankind and say, But we love you and we want you to come to our church and we want you to be able let me put it this way. There's certain things that I'm not going to do publicly, even though I'm against certain things, because as a pastor, I need those people involved in those things to trust that they can come to me when the time is right. That's right. I'm trusting that Jesus is going to do his work and I'm going to do my best to make that that possible. But mm-hmm. when Jesus does his work, he's also going to need people set in place to help develop that process even further. And so if I'm out there slandering you, because I don't agree with homosexuality, if I'm out there slandering you because I don't agree with abortions, when you come out of that situation, I may probably not be the person you go to. And I I just don't want there to be a world of people who are saying, hey, I've got a different viewpoint on this and I want a biblical perspective, but I don't know very many Christians that will accept me. Mm -hmm. That's that's not how we're called to respond. It's just not. And so we have to be careful. We can disagree and we can disagree and justify why we disagree. And we can be educated in that disagreement, but we better do it out of love and we better do it. In, and love can look different. 
Okay. Yeah. Love isn't yeah. always passive. Love isn't That's a right. doormat. So don't don't get me wrong right. there. I'm not saying do what you no, but we can do it and we can be bold about our love and still love. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, I think what we have to understand is and is what I was originally saying was we the church, we have to stand up. This is our time to rise up. Stop stop depending on the government to help people to understand what's right, right. and the right way to live. Right. Stop doing that. Yeah. Like that's why we're so passionate. It's not logical. We're so we're so passionate to for our nation to be a nation after God that that you know which is good. We want we want that. But stop depending on the government to be the leader of that. It is an irrational ask. You can't there you're asking unregenerate men to do things that they they don't even believe themselves, mm-hmm. right? So if you are that strong of a believer in the Bible, if you believe in traditional marriage and your church, believe, why don't you get behind your pastor as much as you get behind the president? There you go. Right? What I mean, if all of the, I mean, look at all those people that people that were at the rallies, right? You know, packed. But look at our churches. Like that's where the real change is going to happen. Like you, you can pack the streets all you want to, 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 to try to elect and to promote a man or a woman that doesn't even read their Bible or pray or seek God for direction. I mean, you, 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 and, and hopefully, hopefully that person wins if they're trying to do something right. Mm. But, but guess what? If you put that same energy and focus behind your pastor, your leaders, your youth pastors, uh, those that are really spending 50, 60 hours a week to better the community, right? Start a food pantry, right? You say, well, but I want, but I, I want to vote for this person because they're going to help the poor. Well, when is the last time you donated to your food pantry? When is the last time you went to the pastor and said, Pastor, we don't have a food pantry or we don't have a way to to help the poor. We haven't outreached this year. Mm-hmm. Start it. Yep. Like like there like so it's the church's responsibility, but it's easy for, for us to sit on Facebook and yell at the other side and say, How dare you want gay marriage? How dare you want you know, uh, abortion. And they're looking back at us and going, what are you talking about? They've never read the Bible. They have no idea that it's wrong. They're unsaved. They don't get it. But we're, we're, but we're yelling at them, telling them that they're wrong. Why don't we show them the right way? Why don't we show them love? Why don't we invite them to church? Because I promise you, once they understand the Bible and they understand the incredible love of God, it will literally change their lives. Because guess what? When I wasn't a Christian, guys, full disclosure, I didn't care about any of this stuff either. Mm -mm. I didn't care about women having abortions. I didn't care who people married. Why would I care? I had no boundaries. I had nothing. I had nothing to base my beliefs on. It was just my own personal beliefs. So we need to put these things in perspective. And it's time. And you will always hear me say this, guys. It is time. For the church to rise up. And the reason why I say that is because the church is the most powerful force in the earth. Jesus will never come again in the flesh, walk the streets, heal people, tell them about himself, teach in the synagogues or the churches, right? That's never going to happen. The only way that happens is through us. He's commissioned us. Mm-hmm. 
So let's stop being Facebook sideliners and and antagonizers and instigators and all of these type of things. And let's, let's fuel all that energy into our churches, because I'll tell you right now, your pastors need you. Yes, they do. They, they, they need you. They, they need your time. They need your talent. And sometimes they need your money. So let's let's get behind them and what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, and I, there's a book right here, Rob Ketterling, whose mm. problem is it? Fix it. Pray, you know, as if it all depends on God, live as if it all depends on you. It, it's more than just praying. Mm. Can't be against abortions if you're not giving mothers a different option. That's right. Can't be against homosexual marriages if you're not showing real, genuine love. That's right. You can be against something, but you better support something else in the process, and you better have a way to bridge the gap. And so the book's cool. Fix it. It's it's deciding whose problem it is. It could be their problem to fix. It could be God's problem to fix. It could be your problem to fix. But you better know before you make a stance whose problem it is to fix before you just go out on the whim and make a post. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And another book that Kyle referenced while he was on here, and these guys are getting some free advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Judah Smith, Rob Ketterling, you can reach out to us at any time if you want to become a sponsor. But here's the thing. <laughs> There's no shame here, brother. Uh-uh. Uh, but um, Judah Smith wrote a book called How's Your Soul? I read that book. Oh, I don't know. It's years been about ago. maybe two or three years ago. Way back that- yonder. Way <laughs> back in yeah no i'm not gonna do any more of those back in now no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote a book literally i would say out of the top i read a lot of books so out of the top five books i would say that that would be one of my top five books mm-hmm. is how's your soul by judah smith it is a fan fantastic book um relatable very relatable you don't have to be a believer it's yes honestly it it may cause you to be a believer but you don't have to be one right it's just super relatable 100 100 percent um and that's next to one of my favorites which is the book called worldliness by cj mahaney and uh fantastic book but anyways uh but yeah so let's you know let's rally as as the church Guys, um, and I know I'm frustrated just like you are. I mean, if you're personal friends of mine, you know, you, you know where I stand, you know who I am, you know, mm-hmm. you get it. You know, I, I'm just as frustrated. I fall into the trap too sometimes of, you know, saying things or laughing at posts that I shouldn't, you know, because there's some pretty funny memes out there about both of the candidates, you know, <laughs> and I get it, you know, I get it. And we all have those moments that we we are just human and we fall into those traps. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And when I say this, I guys, I don't say this to look down on anybody or condemn anybody or anything like that, because I am the first person to tell you that I'm not perfect. But I do know what the truth is and I know how we should live. Mm. And I'm just going to always spur you on mm-hmm. and encourage you to live that way. Because that's what God would have us do. So, you know, we we love you guys. We appreciate you guys for listening week after week. And 
let us give us a shout out if you're listening to us you know of course the people that we know you know tell us and they'll give us feedback give us a shout out tell us that you're listening to us send us an email thinking out loud podcast 20 at gmail.com just let us know i mean if if if, uh if a um, show or an episode really helped you through something we want to hear from our listeners and that's something that's important to us and then also if you're a pastor or you're a church leader and you want us to come out and speak uh, at your church or you want us to speak at a roundtable discussion, town hall, whatever, you can book us. Just go to our website. You'll see all of, you know, all of that. There's thinkingoutloudmedia.com. It's thinkingoutloudmedia.com. Or you can just email us at thinkingoutloudpodcast20 at gmail.com. And we'll, we can go from there. Yeah. And if you're strictly social media, you love connecting on social media. We've got platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can catch us thinking out loud podcast on Facebook. Go to our Instagram page, thinking underscore out loud. And then Twitter is thinking out loud, just LD, no OU in that word, just thinking out loud LD. But message us, post on our page. Uh, we try to, to ask questions to start discussions. We're going to be doing more Facebook lives. Get involved with those conversations. We're here for you guys. We want to have these conversations. We want to keep our finger on the pulse of our culture. And so get involved. Yeah. And you know what? One thing I forgot to mention was our fan page. Oh, yes. So we, we we have a fan group now. It's a private group and it's Thinking Out Loud podcast fans. And so if and, and it, it looks a little bit different. So if you know our logo, mm. um, it has kind of the outline of our faces. But this one, it has the T-O-L and it has kind of a microphone, a, a mic, a microphone in the middle. And it just, you know, says Thinking Out Loud podcast fans. That's us, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, thinking out loud podcast fans. That's a private group. If you love this show and you listen to it, you know, just request to be in that group because that's where we're going to be doing a lot of like whether we do giveaways, special announcements, things that we do, some behind the scenes stuff. That stuff's going to be posted there. So we got a lot of great stuff coming up, and so just reach us, just reach out to us there. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in today, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye.